Stop wasting your money and time buying expensive razors. For just a couple bucks a month, DollarShaveClub.com will ship amazing quality razors right to your door. Come on, join the hundreds of thousands of guys who have upgraded to the smarter way to shave. Shave time, shave money. Join now at DollarShaveClub.com slash patch. Hey everyone, welcome hey to the past. everybody. Our weekly discussion of video game news and happenings and goings on. And being out of breath. And being out of breath. Ashley Somebody ran here. just ran back from somewhere else. Five seconds before we went live. <laughs> Look at that pride on her face. Spoiler alert, I was peeing. <laughs> the only video game podcast where the hosts run. <laughs> Any distance whatsoever. We're we're shooting a production in the kitchen right now, and I just ran right through, and I was like, "No time." Sorry. <laughs> I hope they're not rolling. Listen, as much as uh, that, that's a fun production that's going on right now, but it's it's taking over a lot of the office. And oh, be shooting through Friday. believe me, I know. Yeah. So here's something we're gonna do a little different today, and I want to get this started right away. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Shadow of Mordor. It's actually been the game I've been playing on the treadmill. Great game. Uh, I am up to to complete the campaign. Actually, I have a hundred percent of all the achievements. Yeah, I'm playing it on Xbox One. Um, playing Shadow of Mordor, it took me 45 miles, Gus, wow. to uh, do 100% of Shadow of Mordor. Only 45 miles? That was it. Only 45 miles. Okay, well, you've been uh, you've been playing it in the living room, too, so you've got that a little bit. as well. Yeah, I have. I have. I think I'm like 50% of the way through with achievements, and I've gone zero miles. So, today, so in your face. Today, <laughs> today. I do like that he's like, you know, this is a 45-mile game. My achievement to mile ratio was way better than yours. Dude, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, I have to say. Now, that is uh, you know a, a, a franchise that's got a couple different iterations in it but it has assassin's creed black flag uh which is on my games history list right here um that that one took me about 90 miles to 100 wow. and i haven't yet because i'm at 88 percent because it's got goddamn multiplayer achievements got, which no goddamn well, it's got, it's got, you know i hate this about achievements uh, when they put them in multiplayer because to me achievements are what made single player competitive right and they even put stuff in with like, hey, try this Game Labs game mode. Well, by the time I got around to playing Assassin's Creed 4, nobody is in the Game Labs right. playlist. So it's like I can't even get a game to get the, the one like it, one it game I it, yeah. need to get an achievement in it. So what I'm going to try to do is there's a challenge that just started this week. Uh, it's to kill 500 Uruks, uh, orcs basically, in the uh, in no, 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 no. They're, they're, they're very clear. So that what orcs is the and Uruks? Orcs are different. Explain the difference to me here, too, because let's talk a little bit about Shadow of Mordor. Have we talked about it yet on the... Uh, we talked a little bit. Patch? Only the last couple episodes. Sorry. We may Sorry. have mentioned it. I've been, I've been absent working on something to do with sci-fi blazer people, so... Just like uh, would, would you call them a team? Uh, so orcs are like the smaller, scrawnier ones. Right. Right? Like, and then Uruks are like the bigger, smarter ones. But they're still orcs. I mean, right? They're no, just orcs. Like, they're, like, they're like orc plus. Yeah. Orc plus plus. They're just, but they're basically so, – and, and oryx come out of the ground. Is that the deal? They they grow them from the ground? <laughs> yeah, they have a big yeah. harvester come through. Well, listen, no, I'm, I'm just putting, going with the lore I think, here. I actually think that they do. Yeah. Oh, really? They, yeah. Do, do you remember I'm, the scene well, where Soroman cuts them out of the goop, like the embryonic yeah. oh, right, There's like right. an underground mine Anyway, I'm going to kill 500 the... of these fuckers. Right so, now. Over the, cor- the, over the, the course of this hour, hopefully. Do you think you can do it? Uh, come on. Are you kidding me? You've only got – 55 minutes left. Dude, uh, this game does kill streaks, which open up like uh, your executions and different little bonuses as well. I almost got up to a hundred kill kill streak. Damn. The hard part at this point is actually like maintaining a mob long enough to, to get that streak going that mm-hmm. high because you get runes that you can add to your character. And one of the ones I got is when a captain is killed by you, it replenishes all my stuff, which is great normally, but also scares the shit out of all the orcs right. around you and they go running away. You, you, I guess, assume you also have the the trait so that if you take a hit your kill streak is not interrupted one hit yeah i yeah. can take one hit and my kill streak's not interrupted 
But in this case, it, you don't have to kill 500 in a streak. You just have to kill Oh, no, 500. I said to kill 500. And I'm using the uh, snap. Oop. I'm using the snap achievement here, the app, which is kind of <laughs> annoying. It's pretty slow. Uh, but uh, it lets me ch- track my progress. So if I get one kill here eventually. Yeah, well, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. This, this 500 is going to go slow, I think. I hate but those guys with the shields. It's does so it count yeah. if you dominate them? Uh, I don't know if that counts as a kill. I don't think it would. Yeah, I, yeah. it counts every other way. Like I, I have the the thing of the Ew, not gross. to spoil anything in the in the game, but later on you can unlock your sword to the point where you can build up this little meter and you can go on like an execution spree, oh, yeah, or that's a stealth fun. spree, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think I think you can if you dominate them, you have the option to kill. So maybe if right. you kill them in that menu, then you'd have uh, it would count towards a. The achievement, my, or the, the quest. So you're, you're 1% of the way done. Uh, really, my biggest really challenge here today, I'm going to go to where there's a lot of orcs. Uh, my biggest challenge today is actually I've been playing Assassin's Creed in the meantime, going back and finishing up Freedom oh. Cry. So my control schemes are like, you the know. The runs are like opposite. Right trigger to run versus A and stuff like that. When so. I first started playing Shadow of Mordor, I had that problem constantly. Yeah. I was wanting to run and then just crouching down and sneaking. So what is, what is this game available on? Is it on everything pretty much? Uh, yeah, um, not yeah. on 360 or PS3 yet. That comes out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that, that will be out. It's not out yet. And then it's going to have a pared-down version of the Nemesis system. No one's really detailed what pared-down means. And it's kind of a shame because the Nemesis system is what makes this game amazing. Like, it's a good game already, but the Nemesis system is what takes it from good to a really great game, right. in my opinion. So yeah. this guy started a. He went and got the uh, alarm bell ringing, which normally I would go kill that guy, but no. Get some orcs. Let it rain. Bring your buddies. Let it rain orcs. Oh, see, now here's a captain. This is the best part of the game, actually, are the personalities of these captains. But now that this guy showed up, I, it's like I can't not kill him because I just can't have any self control. <laughs> but uh, then he'll clear everybody out, though, when I kill him. So I should technically oh, let him escape. Yeah, he will for me because I have a rune that allows me to do that. Let's dominate him. Or take your rune off. Yeah, I guess I could. Oh, wow. I don't get to my uh, room now. I'm too overpowered. <laughs> anyway. Spe- speaking of Assassin's Creed, did you hear that uh, this week they announced that Assassin's Creed Rogue will also be on PC? Yes. In uh, tw- early 2015, I think, is the timeline. Yeah, which makes sense. Can you imagine, like, two games coming out in the same franchise on PC the same day? And, like, and, come on, guys. And Rogue is the version that's coming out on the 360 and PS3, while Unity is the version coming out on the PS4 and yeah, Xbox so One. Yeah, so uh, Rogue is the one that's going to be about a Templar, basically. Uh, uh, an assassin turned Templar. Yes. Um, have they announced any PC details for Unity? Is that coming out PC as well? It is coming out on PC. It's, it's been announced for PC for okay. a long time, but like PC, PC specific details, not really. Mm-hmm. You know, Ubisoft isn't known for having a, a super strong PC. It's like implementation. They, it's like they lead the development on anybody? console and yeah. then port to PC. Brings up two other topics as well. One is the fact that there's an Assassin's Creed bundle coming for the Xbox One, I know. uh, And it's going to include Assassin's Creed Unity and it's going to include Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Yes. Uh, The one thing about it, though, is that they're not doing a custom Xbox, it doesn't look like. At least in all the press materials that I've seen. Why would you do that? Well, you know... It's if you want to buy, if you're a big Assassin's Creed fan and this is how you're getting into the Xbox and you're going to buy an Xbox anyway. Yeah, I guess. But it just... I don't know, I guess that because there have been so many cool custom consoles just over the years, I think that uh, Xbox 360 really sort of built this into people's expectations, is when there's going to be a cool bundle, it's going to be in custom Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was really, sure, I totally was really disappointed. I kept looking through the press materials and trying to find like other news sites to see if there were any pictures of the Xbox, and I was like, oh no, it's just a black one. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the white one I kind of get, because um, you remember last generation when they brought out the... Uh, uh, was it the 250 gig hard drive or the 500 gig hard drive? And it was like this super epic 
one that that only came in bundles for a while with this mm-hmm. with the extra big hard drive mm-hmm. that only came in bundles and then they sold it standalone right. which I imagine is what they're doing with the with the white version and the white version is coming out with Sunset Overdrive and mm-hmm. also the uh, Master Chief Collection in Brazil is going to have a uh, white version of it as well and they have so said they have no plans on bringing that bundle I read they're going to bring the it US. to select markets but they specifically said not in the US which makes sense because they're probably getting trying to get people to buy Sunset Overdrive, whereas yeah. they don't need any help selling the Master Chief Collection. That'll sell pretty well in, uh, in in the U.S. I would actually like a white Xbox One. I wish I had a white Xbox One because it would fit better in the console that I have at home. So it's tempting to try to sell an existing Xbox One that I have and then buy one that's white. So Sunset Overdrive bundle. Yeah, get the Sunset Overdrive one. They, it, apparently, they announced uh, the white Xbox for Brazil at the Brazil Game Show. Uh, How come we don't exhibit at the Brazil Game Show, Gus? It's funny you ask. I looked into it. Did you? I really did. I looked into does getting it, us down there. Does it go on the same time as, uh, what is it, Carousel, Camelot? No, hold on. It's like a fairground term, and it's a big show where a all carnival. the ladies have to play Carnival. There's one in no, Austin. No, no, no. Ash, if you're interested in Carnival. Like, there is their Carousel And you want to wear pretty costumes at Carnival, I'd be happy to take you to that event. Brazil Game Show. <laughs> just, my pleasure. Brazil Game Show happens in October, and Carnival's typically like uh, Fat Tuesday, you know, like uh, in February. Would okay. you go to Brazil? Fat Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I'd go to Brazil. I heard I heard a crazy story one time about Brazil with like these kids running down a hill and robbing everyone on a beach. Sounds okay. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me you want to go do if that. If you're one of the kids. Yeah. It sounds like fun. You know, we all remember doing that as a kid. Hey, we're not on this gameplay the entire time, are we? No, come on. We built a beautiful yeah, set. I, <laughs> I didn't realize we were going to be streaming this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah, guys. No, yeah, hey, we're no, back. No pressure, Bernie, but we do see that you're uh, 7% of the way through and uh, looking good. I noticed that, that Ashley nice. immediately uh, recognized the fact that I didn't want people watching my gameplay. <laughs> we'll give you regular <laughs> updates on my progress. Um, so we, the uh, they released the intro cinematic for Civilization Beyond Earth. How excited and, uh, are you, I got guys? to watch it. I'm pretty excited. Pretty stoked to, to play that. Um, so did you play Alpha Centauri? Yes, I did play Alpha Centauri. I remember very little about it. I remember playing. Oh, so you're not it one of those people who's like a happy. huge evangelist for uh, the Alpha Centauri. No, like I never played it, but it's like I always feel like I missed out on something because everybody who played Alpha Centauri talks about it like it's the greatest game ever. I would agree. Apparently, this is so. This is a spiritual successor. It's by the same people and all that stuff. So it's uh, the closest you can get as a spiritual successor. But apparently, there have been other games very similar to what Beyond Earth is doing that have been. Third party spiritual successors. Oh, you mean copycats? <laughs> so what's the word for that? Where something is like such a like Come a, on. imitation series form of flattery, right? Is it clones? Is that what you call it now? Clones? Yeah, yeah like, knockoff. Yeah, mm, I, uh, but that also uh, implies that they don't do anything original with it. So I don't know. I don't know about that because I consider I consider, consider Saints Row to be the best like clone franchise because it's a clone of. It started as a clone franchise, yeah, but I would also direction. say that it's not can anymore because get, they've done something original with it. But can you really do, like get beyond your origins as a clone? I mean, if, even if you make a great game, I mean, did I, you, I, I would think I would argue the Saints Row. I think did. Saints Row. Did I don't it think of Saints Row as a GTA clone at all. All right, I run with A. They definitely were at first, but uh, they yeah. took off. Saints, they, they, they Saints developed... Row 2-ish, right? But then like by Saints Row 3, they were yeah. getting really Saints insane. Saints Row the 3rd. The 3rd, I'm they so sorry. They successfully developed their own universe and then really, really played into it. And it's funny you bring up Saints Row. There was actually some Saints Row news in my list of topics to talk about this week. All right. Um, apparently, there was a Saints Row title that was canceled by THQ in 2012 called Saints Row the Cooler, which was a fighting game that supposedly used the Kinect to track your movements. Well, and I'm not surprised that fight. got canceled. I'm not surprised either. When I was reading about this thing, it was to take place or to take advantage of the kinetic uh, movement. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not no pun intended on movement. Like when his kinetic games were big. I don't remember when kinetic games were big. I remember uh, when they made a bunch of kinetic. kinetic. I, I, yeah, I, I, I remember when they thought they were going to be. Yeah, big. 
Yeah. Like so- there was there was what there was the UFC. There was like a the, uh, UFC fighting game that was Kinect centric. I got it. We totally fucked up. You know what? Speaking fine. of this hourglass, honestly, look, too. people on the internet, can you find us an hourglass that's got a lower center of gravity? Like, a really cool-looking hourglass? No, I worry on. about no, this one. No, this is like, uh, this is, you know, this is how you tell the no, history No, you just, this. you nearely just broke it again. That's the point, Ash, is this tells, like, historically that we're making progress yeah. as we destroy these things. So, I just died and some auric got promoted to the army now. So the, uh, the cooler would also have featured mini-games. Like poker tournaments and the ability Ooh, to get lap dances. What is that? Oh, yeah, I have no idea. So no, I guess it was. It was I know what a lap dance is. I'm just asking, what is that in a video game? Yeah, Why yeah. Would you <laughs> THQ canceled the project actually in fall 2010 over quality concerns. Do you remember in uh, in uh, GTA 5 there was a thing going around right after it came out that uh, or GTA Online uh, that people would go and they'd be getting lap dances or whatever in the clubs and you can like whisper to the oh, there was voice and, but, but yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could like whisper. to to the the stripper, but that voice, everyone in your party could hear it. <laughs> That's awful. It was the that, best. I love those videos. Those videos were great. Those videos were really great. I also liked all the performance stuff people were doing with Grand Theft Auto. Like they would have parties in their house and like they like make people get in the shower and stuff like that. <laughs> there was some of the funniest stuff coming out of like Grand Theft Auto Online when it first launched, and then it dropped off so friggin' fast. Well, yeah, it's know? I mean, these if you, Rockstar still hasn't delivered on stuff like heists, yeah, which think- is what which is what looked especially cool about GTA Online. I mean. Payday 2, if you ask me, is can you know is hugely benefiting from that, yeah. or has the opportunity to at the very least. Well, I think that once we see PS4 and Xbox One versions come out, you know, here pretty soon, that or but, uh, that heists will follow immediately after, and then we'll see a resurgence in GTA. Online I would at suspect that time. so, but I also would have you know expected it to like maybe it'd be the six month bump mm-hmm. after the game comes I, out, I, and there's I, none of that. You want to make I a joked. prediction? What's that? What do you think will be out sooner? Do you think? Uh, was it Hardline will be out sooner or GTA Heist will be out sooner? Hardline. Hardline. I think so too. I joked when GTA Online didn't launch at first that we wouldn't see it until the PS4 and Xbox One versions came out. You know, and I didn't think that would be at all oh, true. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now it's going to happen. It's going to be the case. It's just a joke. I, I just talk to talk. It's hyperbole. I just talk to talk. That's what I do. We have an hour that I have to talk to. <laughs> so what, if you, if what, you don't make shit up, you're going to run out. Actual goes out the fucking window. One last thing I wanted to say about the, uh, the THQ, uh, the, about the Saints Row game. Uh, apparently, Joystick did an article about it. They contacted Deep Silver, who owns the franchise now, to find out if they had any plans with the with the cooler. And Deep Silver said it was the first they'd heard of the game. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so apparently, they bought the franchise. Had no idea about it. Well, you know, one of the things about oh, I went down again. One of the things about uh, the the article that I read about that was said it's a brawler game. I don't know what a brawler game is. I think it's just like a fighting game. What does that, that mean? Is like a side more like Street Fighter? Uh, it's a fighting game that is. Hold on, no, I'm coming up with this. Like, what is the game that started the brawler opposed, genre? Maybe it's fists as opposed to weapons, or it's more like, you know, gang thug as opposed to like martial artist. I, the, even the tone of your voice just says you're making stuff up on the fly. Totally I'm is it like it's an hour? It you just gotta talk. <laughs> what was it like? Was it was it Final Fight? Was that like that style game as a brawler? Um, no, I picture that like a like an action side scrolling game almost. Yeah, well, honestly, I'm sure check I... our, our comments on Twitter. I'm sure someone is someone's corrected us, us and oh, defined oh, it. Yeah, and stuff. Gus is going to have to be on Twitter duty today because I uh, don't have my laptop because I was busy. Uh, I was busy peeing when I should be in laptop. All right, um, details. Here we go. <laughs> the uh, so Destiny had a patch the other day, and as part of the patch, they <sighs> created a haunted cave where the loot cave used to be, which I thought was a, a really cool nod in, to In the process of, loot, of uh, nerfing the second loot cave. Right. So now when you go to the original loot cave, you, there's, an, there's a prompt where you can disturb the remains, and you hear a voice whispering that something like a million souls weren't enough for uh, Master Rahul. 
Yeah, who is it. the Cryptarch. Yeah, which, yeah. Is, uh, which is awesome. It's a great nod, I think, it to, is a nice uh, to what happened. Uh, Bungie's always been really good about community, but I think they're nailing it with Destiny. Like, they're, they're you know, really identifying things that are kind of like, even like a loot cave is a bit of a misstep. Um, but they take advantage of those, and they make them, like, part of the community. And that's a smart way to do that. Like, they did that with the, that wizard came from the moon shirts when they made mm-hmm. those. After I think someone that we know has one of those wizard I wish I'd gotten shirts. one. Hmm. Someone we know. <laughs> Who's that? You? Yeah, I got one. Yeah. I see. You're so Do you smart. wear it? I Gosh, think you wore it on the patch last week. Yeah, I did. They, uh, I, and I believe they donated all the uh, proceeds from that to charity. Why? Mm-hmm. Why for, not? It's a charity for wizards. Well, I mean, it's just like usually you do that for a specific reason. Hogwarts I mean, it's cool, doesn't pay but, for itself. I mean, Wizard, where, Neither does a $500 million game. <laughs> moon wizards uh, are a neglected cause. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's a moon wizard college. Yeah, moon wizard you. Yeah, but I got to say, too, it's like Destiny is uh, – the the game I play right now, Shadow of Mordor and Destiny, I said this on the RT podcast. I feel like these are the two titles that were released. I finally feel like there's a new generation of console gaming. It was a little bit like that last generation as well. It took a a year for it to get to this point for me, um, but it's finally here, I think. Yeah, we're finally starting to see some cool features. And for people who don't listen to RT podcasts, I also mentioned Alien Isolation – and how Alien Isolation, I don't know if you've played it yet, Ashley. No, nope. she doesn't player, play horror games. Nope. It, uh, nope. It, it'll, nope. You can integrate it with your Kinect so that when you're in what they call peak mode, like when you're sneaking, you can move your head to like look around objects. Like if you're hiding behind the boxes, you can like peek up and your character on screen will also do it. Cool. Uh, and also, it'll. Is, is that like the new, like the car turning thing? Like, turn your head <laughs> in the car, and the car turns. And it also uh, activates the microphone. And if you make a loud noise, it can attract the alien to you. Oh man, there's a, it's not quite the same thing, but there's a little bit of that in Dead Rising Three, where you can call these. You're zombies, crazy. Or you say, <laughs> I, oh, "Come out, come here, or over here," and then all the zombies will walk weeks, towards you. I I would be working or something or reading, and I'd hear when you go over here, stop listening, or you, or you're crazy. That stop game, listening. That game will make the non-gamers in your house hate all the gamers. In the it house, was for sure. it was awful, and then or he'd be running through the house going Xbox pause. Yeah. Oh, that was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was yeah. The Dead Rising Three when it came out had a problem where it would unpause itself yeah, uh, I, randomly. I don't think that was just when it came out. As far as I know, it's you're still like, doing it. I yeah. guess I stopped Le- playing it after a while. Yeah. Luckily, when I, I would leave it's my kitchen, a feature. Or I would leave my game to go to my kitchen to make a drink. My kitchen was close enough where I could keep an eye on it and then like make my drink really fast and then run back. I never yeah. really heard much about that, but yeah, that was that was a big issue. Uh, but one of the things I want to talk about too, since we were talking about you know releasing things and whether they can be released in certain markets, uh, Phil Spencer was talking to defending the Xbox ID parity system, which essentially is that uh, they want to make sure that all independent games, if they're going to be released for multiple platforms, that they have to be released on Xbox at the same time as they're released on other platforms. First of all, I don't know how you enforce that because I just say, well, I'm not going to make it for Xbox, you know, and that would which be my is response. What's happening? What's that? Is that what people are saying? Well, I mean, look at all the games. Like, No Man's Sky is not coming to Xbox One. Um, uh, Axiom Verge is it not coming to Xbox, Xbox One because of that rule? I mean, it's not the sort of thing that they'll probably come out and say, but it's, it's planned for PC and it's planned for PS4, and that's all they're saying. Yeah, that, uh, that really doesn't feel like an independent game to me, even though I guess it is. There's a couple weird things about what he's saying. Is On the one hand, I get that uh, he was saying that he didn't want people to develop games and then 
treat Xbox as an afterthought. Sure, I totally because, get that. Which I understand because, you know, you get shitty ports. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. don't want a shitty port. Or totally you, you get go that. with what's going on with Minecraft and the PS Vita right now, where it's like, is the game coming out or is it not? Nobody yeah, it's coming out, like, it comes like, out Yeah, it came out this week. Yeah. After, like, a, a, a bunch of hubbub. Like, everybody was just like, when is this game being released and when's it going to come out? And yeah, but that's just also like, a 4J Mojang thing. I mean, they didn't announce uh, the, the dates for Xbox One or PS4 until they'd been sent off to, like, Microsoft. They were just, they just like, eh, you know, at some point. Maybe they were trying to avoid debates among the consoles and debates stuff. And stuff. <laughs> well, I, I think they did that because they weren't sure about the certification process. And it's a good thing they didn't right, set a hard date. Vita as well. It got kicked back on, I think Sony kicked it back, PS4, right? Yeah. The, for the PS4 version. You're telling me the certification process for Minecraft at the major console developers is not robust enough to where they can predict a release date? Well, they weren't sure if it was going to come back. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Speaking of Minecraft. Yes. They announced it's, uh, they're going to be porting it to Windows Phone. Big surprise! Everyone after is the so Microsoft acquisition. That is- they do say that they're like, no, no, no. We definitely started this process before. <laughs> Bullshit. Well, oh, come on. started it, and they were like, yeah, nobody has a Windows phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy that Windows Phone is getting it because I actually really like that platform. They're the, she it's, actually does. It's an app graveyard, but I love the operating system. Why is there stuff to I, run on it? I actually had uh, I had Windows Phone for several years. I mean, I was working for Microsoft. I got a free one. It was really nice, right? Uh, and it's really great, but. It just had so little install base, and when it when Windows Phone Seven came out, that just nobody was porting for it. I don't know if it's difficult to develop for or what, but just no one had apps for it. There's no Instagram. There's no HaloCab. There's no you know all those apps. You're like, oh, this great new app that's out. Never for Windows yeah. Phone. So I'm happy to see something as big as Minecraft come to Windows Phone. That's nice. It's funny whenever enjoy I enjoy that because it's all Windows Phone. Whenever gets. I see someone post a screenshot of an app in Windows Phone, like on Reddit or something, the comments are always like, "Oh, hey, look, another Windows Phone user." <laughs> <laughs> What's like, up, brother? Yeah. It's like I'm number three. I'll yeah. see you at the meeting next week. <laughs> it's a, it's really great operating system. One really weird drawback is when you set up the phone, you set up your Windows ID. After, at that point, you cannot change it. So if you were to change your email address for Xbox Live. That's just too bad. You're well, I think they'll change that, that because um, when Xbox Live first launched, it was a very similar thing where it had to be a passport address. Remember those? Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, you couldn't change it. And I think Xbox Live went on for like four was or five MSN years. MSN Passport? Was before, that what it was? Uh, I think it was at first it was like Hotmail Passport. Then oh, it was Lord. MS Passport and like all of that ordeal but yeah. finally now you can you can actually change the email address well now your live id is the big thing they went through the big live initiative with everything and now they're kind of like the one initiative mm-hmm. you know and i can't help but wonder if uh if it's not one if, live if, soon I, I can't help but wonder if if uh xbox one had done better in its first year if x if windows 10 was not intended to be called windows, windows one, one. Oh, i would not have oh been God. surprised mm-hmm. no. as like a unified platform mm-hmm. I, I think it, there's a definite possibility that was the case the, so it took me a while to realize why they skipped the number nine. I'm at, by the way, I'm at 25%. How much time do I have? Uh, you got 35 minutes. Oh, I'm boned. I'm boned. Uh, it's not going to happen for me. You better start killing stuff a lot faster instead of just running around picking daisies, I'm princess. Picking daisies. It, it took me a long time to figure out why they skipped the Windows 9, uh, I guess, number. And then I, I read an explanation that said, basically, if you think about it, there's a lot of software that searches for your installed version of Windows. And it, for Windows 95 and 98, it searched for Windows 9X, like a wild card. Uh-huh. And so Windows 9 would have 
triggered the same as Windows 95 or 98. Which makes sense, but isn't nearly as funny as like, oh, they're just trying to get a bar away from eight. <laughs> well, I guess. That's but who's installing like Windows 95? Like, what is somebody like getting their Windows 10 computer and immediately installing WinZip? Well, <laughs> oh, they, they're going to want to make sure, like it might be a program Winamp. checking to make sure you're not running 95 or 98 or hey, something like that. Okay, don't, fair enough. Don't knock Winamp. I had some totally Dude, cool skins for that. was a revolution. It changed the world. It whips a llama's ass. Not, um, not many software, especially shareware software, can claim to do what Winamp did. I mean, that thing. What did Winamp did? I, I thought Winamp brought the MP3 format. I th- actually, when I first got Winamp, I thought that MP3s were the native format of Winamp. Mm. I thought I had to have the Winamp player to play MP3s. Mm. I didn't know I it was just, a standard. I just thought I totally had to have it for the sweet skins and then the awesome sweet visualizations. Skins, yeah. I'd, I'd like full skin visualizations and pretend I was in hackers. I think I paid for a, a Winamp skin at one point. I think I spent what? half an afternoon one time installing a skin. That was like had transparencies on it, and I was like showing it to all my friends and going, "Look at this! I'm a hacker." <laughs> I had one that was like all like circular and bubbly. Oh yeah, yeah I remember that, those. Yeah, it was like. Sweet. By the way, we're the oldest people on the planet. <laughs> I had, I had like, anime characters who I didn't even know who they were, but I was like, "But it looks cool." Yeah. <laughs> Another captain killed. Um, Don't call me a hero. So like similar to the okay. Windows ninety or the Windows nine problem, like OS ten had a similar problem when they really when now that they're releasing OS ten dot ten. Because operating systems search for your installed version of, yeah, OS X, and they say, oh, you're running 10.1. That's too old for this software. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. So, I mean, it totally makes sense. I'm glad they think about that stuff. No, they should have just fucking gone 2.11. No, I'm I'm glad somebody is, that's what you hope, is that someone has paid a lot of money and thinks of those things. They should have some of those people hired for the CDC. How about that? Pretty <laughs> really total, upset about a total, I'm really, I'm just so upset. It, you know, I'm not to get off too far off topic, but it's like, what does the CDC do if they're not like, when Ebola lands on your shores, then they're like, we got this. We've been, we've been waiting for this for 20 years. Here it is. Nope. They're just non-existent. You or, know what I mean? They're, they're like, boy, we're, we're not sure or, where we put those suits. If you're that nurse, you're like, boy, treating that guy with Ebola sure was crazy. <laughs> I'm going to get on a plane now. <laughs> it's like, you've seen these movies. I know you I have. Know, right. I've Bernie, always wanted to be the star of a sci-fi movie. Bernie was talking to chance. Brandon about um, about this earlier today. And then Brandon's over and he's like, look, I'm playing it on my phone. He's, he's playing like a Plague Inc. type iOS oh, game. I meant to look up before the patch. I actually want to see how Plague Inc. is doing in the in the app store. Can somebody look that up who's got a second? Like, uh, can you tell? Uh, can you tell how? Like, if it's going up and down in sales let's, let's, No, let's just make a guess. Like, where do you think is is a plague game right now in the top ten? And if so, where is it? In mm. either free or paid. Okay, oh, we each have a. Hold on, I'm going to take a yes. Gus is going to take a no. We're going to split this. We got this. Um, do you I'm, know? I'm, do I'm you not know what, is the, then. what is the top game on mobile right now? Do you know? Is it not still Minecraft? If, uh, Five Nights at Freddy. Oh, oh really? Which, yeah, that's on mobile. A, a small, yeah. They did a port to mobile for um, iOS. Um, I saw it on the charts. It was number one, and I think it was like two dollars and ninety nine cents. That's pretty impressive for a very small game. Mm-hmm. Can a, a, a mobile game like that be as scary as Five Nights at Freddy's supposed to be? I mean, it's <laughs> between the tiny screen, and you're not going to get a lot of sound out like of it. This. It's not surround. You're probably going to be playing it when you're surrounded by other stuff on the go. Is it going to have the kind of impact that it does? When I, you're I in have a dark played room? Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, and it's it's a very fun game. But I paid five bucks for it. And it was worth about five bucks because even after the first playthrough, you really don't want to play it again. The, the you know I think a lot of those scare games, uh, scare wears off faster than anything else. It's like I was saying about when Destiny came out. There were some complaints about Destiny and story. But some, no one could, some complaints about Destiny and story. So you can't deny though that gameplay is the thing that matters most. The person on our podcast who was the most negatively vocal about Destiny 
was Ryan, and he's the one who plays it the most. Yeah, he's always playing. He that. plays he's it plays constantly. It he plays it constantly. He plays it way more than I do. So I think they uh, they recently announced that they have some like three point two million people a day playing for an average play session of three hours. Yeah. That said, I did stop playing because story is one of the things that tends to draw me through open world type games. Uh-huh. And there wasn't anything to draw me on. I just quit in the middle of it. That kept mm. that kept you from uh, that kept you from completing even the storyline itself. Right? Yeah, I haven't yeah. I haven't finished the story because there's is no story to complete as, as far as I can tell. There, there are a couple. Until the story. There are a couple. Teddy told me. All right, fair enough. Yeah, Teddy, by the way. <laughs> Teddy plays a ton of it. I'm really glad it's a teen-rated game. It really makes me feel better about letting a nine-year-old play Destiny. Mm-hmm. And, but he plays what, it constantly. What doesn't make me feel better is how much better he is than me at Destiny. Oh, really? He's so good awful. at it. Like he's, he'll, he's he'll get going like into Iron second Crucible. or third in his team on a winning team all the time. And I'm like, I wonder if these people know they're playing with a nine-year-old. <laughs> that makes yeah. me feel really bad about yeah. my performance. Yeah. It would, yeah. it would definitely – I could watch him, and, I, and I'm, like, proud and feeling ashamed at the same time. That said, he's got some pretty sweet weapons and yeah. a lot of cool shaders. Yeah. He, knows, he always knows where the merchant's going to pop up. But it's, uh, it's one of those things that just grabs some people, you know, that, that mechanic of, of the grind and getting new loot and leveling up. Even if they're fighting the same enemies over and over again, I, they love it. I want to talk about this, but let me, let me read this Speaking first. Speaking of which – We have a good segue coming off of that, but let me yeah. read this first. I want to remind everyone this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Everyone here in the studio loves getting their razors delivered from dollarshaveclub.com. Shove them straight to our doors for a couple dollars a month. I can't imagine shaving without them. Uh, I just have one question. Why isn't everyone a dollarshaveclub.com member? You don't need to worry about a commitment. Dollarshaveclub.com has no contracts. If you don't want razors for a month or two, they won't send any and you don't pay a dime. There's no hidden fees and in fact, there's no fees at all. Just pay for the stuff you order. They even have free shipping. Get four blade razors and four replacement blades sent to your door each month for six bucks, including shipping. The razors are the best I've ever tried, but if you aren't 100% happy, dollarshaveclub.com will refund your money, no questions asked. There's absolutely no, there's a baby in here. There's a kid. There's, 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 there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be a member of dollarshaveclub.com. A shave go, as smooth as a baby. Someone go shut that baby up. We'll go over live here. Uh, <laughs> stop hesitating. Go sign up at dollarshaveclub.com slash patch. baby up. You'll be happy you did. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash patch. You know, Gus, I remember uh, before someone was like, why is the guy with the beard reading that thing? And it's because they don't realize how much of your face you do shave. I shave. I shave just about every day. <laughs> he has to shave every part of his face that you see that's not beard. Yeah, any part that skin is going to shave. Forehead except for this. <laughs> <laughs> that's not safe. Um, the whole shebang. So we were talking about uh, the grind. The grind. And guess who's back in? Who's what? Gus Sarola just reinstalled World of Warcraft, which I walked into his office and he said that he shares a, an office with Gus, Barb. what have you done? Yeah, and he was like, hey, I'm reinstalling World of Warcraft. And I was like, Gus, no. And, she, and Barb was like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> you have no idea. This was a whole, like, era of our life yeah. of, of you playing World of Warcraft. It's got me back in. I'm so excited. Gus, they just it. they just launched that new patch. Ton of new stuff, the new models, all the events leading up to, you know how they got me. I'll tell you how they got me. How'd There's they all these you? new events leading up to the expansion. If you complete the pre-expansion quest line, you get a reward and a title. A reward and, <laughs> and a title. And a, and a, what? what are you going to do with game. those? Some people say titles are their own rewards. So uh, I was like, oh, well, I got to do the I got to do the pre-expansion quest line. You got to. You can't to miss out on the stuff. title. Right. So I, I actually installed it. Uh, well, it, it's installing still. But th- this is my process coming back to World of Warcraft. I started downloading it. And then, you know, very quickly, it's like the game's ready to play. I was like, oh, sweet. So I was like, hit play. It's, it's, you know, it's only partially downloaded. It just downloads the beginning areas. The game loads up. And uh, at first I freak out because I don't see any of my characters. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, no. And they're like, oh, no, I'm just on the wrong server. Just change the servers and find my, my characters. 
Like, I'm just going to log in real fast. Log in, load into Orgrimmar. I'm like, okay, sweet. And then, like, they get a little pop up. It's like, I know this. You got to you know, recruit a friend award, a reward. Like, recruit a friend reward? Yeah, I, I haven't been on it forever. I clicked on it. I got logged out. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's a sign. Time to go back. Time to go do the patch. Oh, really? So you're not giving up, though, are you? No, 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 no. I hope no. you're giving up. This, it was, seems like, it was... this seems like the worst time of year that you could get back into World of Warcraft. There's oh, no yeah. good time to get back into World of Warcraft, especially for somebody sure, like us. Go, go in during, like, February. Oh, I'll still be playing that. July, maybe? Or if you're, like, just starting an interplanetary journey and you have, like, eight months <laughs> of your life to spare, Speaking that's also good. interplanetary journeys, Gus, how happy are you about the uh, Star Citizen stuff they released? Yeah, that's one of the things I want to talk about. So they have, like, a ten minutes of gameplay. Championship segue right there. Thanks. Wow. Uh, uh, it's you. You set it up. She Mostly I just really wanted to, I wanted Gus to talk about Star Citizen so we can feel good about his investment. Yeah, I feel really happy. You finally got to see what flying through and landing on a planet would look like. Uh-huh. And, uh uh, what about the, what about the part where you play the game? You you were informing yeah. me of something I didn't even know. You can land on planets in Star Citizen. Yeah, I thought it was just like a freelancer wing commander style game. No, no, it's in here. You can see coming down uh, onto the planet, and then uh, you can see. I don't know how much we're going to show, but you can see when you the, can see the ship applause. actually lands. You get yeah. you get applause when you land. Everyone's mm-hmm. really proud that you did it. So what is yeah that you landed your ship? So what is the current uh, money count, crowdfunding count for Star Citizen? Uh, I believe they 55? passed fifty million. Million something like fifty-five million. I think I think something around there. They are officially uh, Guinness World Records for the biggest crowdfunding ever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, we were actually number one on Indiegogo. We're the most funded project on that platform. There is actually something that raised more money than us, but failed. It, oh, it didn't they didn't. They money. didn't get their. It was no Ubuntu thing, and it didn't get their funding. And uh, as a result, they didn't. Like all the money was returned. So it was like they set up, which is one of the benefits of Indiegogo, that you don't have to hit your goal like you do on Kickstarter, but they had their setup that way. They were playing so, on hardcore mode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but we're not quite in the territory of Star Citizen. I fully recognize that. Well, we could, uh, yeah, we, we, we could let, make let several your, movies. Look, let your crowdfunding go for a couple more years well, and you, you might s- get there. You say uh, that. They, they, raised, they only raised, like, only raised, like, one or two million on uh, Kickstarter when mm, they did right. it, didn't they, back in 2012? Yeah. And, I mean, if somebody announced, hey, we're making, if Chris Roberts came out and said, hey, I'm making a new game with Activision or Microsoft Game Studios and it has a budget of $45 million, that would not be huge news. I mean, a $45 million budget for a video game is not unheard of yeah. by well, any stretch Destiny, of the imagination. The rumors for Destiny are $500 million. Yeah, which it, they immediately downplayed. But I think that's also including marketing, and I think that's over t- the 10-year life cycle. They're still spending the money. They're still spending the money. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's still $500 million at the end of the day. But I mean, if, they were to, if they were to release five games over that time, then it's $100 million per. I guess so. But Star Citizen's not, you know, if their marketing budget is going to have to come from somewhere, too. And unless they get outside funding, it's going to have to come from that crowdfunding. It's going to be word of mouth. It's like, hey, everyone who donated, go, but, tell, go tell a friend. It's, even, a, it's a great even so, yeah. even so, fifty million plus to make a game is like you can make a triple A game for that straight up. Mm-hmm. Not me. I, mean, <laughs> I can waste about fifty million dollars of somebody's money. <laughs> That's what would happen with that. God, what would you do if like first time? You, you don't hear that with like in the case of like you do with film, where it's like a first time game developer has like a like a ten or twelve million dollar budget. It's much more reputation based. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the last time something like that happened. You know where. But it's not really, I guess, like a solo endeavor the way a lot of films are considered. Right. Either, yeah, so. I mean, I guess the closest a lot of uh, game developers would get to that is just doing stuff early access and hoping it takes off. Oh, that that's actually kind of segues into something else I wanted to talk about. Yeah, good there job, was, us. There was a really depressing story. Let's see story. how well the segue works before we go congratulating him. There was a really depressing story about uh, Factor 5 and their decline and a series of games that they were working on 
that just got cancelled. Uh-huh. And, uh, like, the internal... The Star Wars ones? Yeah, the internal trouble that they had. Uh, you know, this was an established studio who had made plenty of games that were well-liked, well-loved. Please give me an example of Working one. on games that sounded like they would have been good that just didn't get picked up, that people didn't publish for whatever reason. Like Rogue um, Squadron-type games. Right. Uh, Rogue so, Squadron. They made that? Right. Okay. Did they so, make the official, the first Rogue Squadron? I just remember that one of the ones that was canceled was going to be Rogue Squadron. They played, uh, they, they created the Rogue Leader series across the Nintendo 64 and GameCube. So one of the things they wanted to do was they wanted to make a Rogue Leader trilogy collection for the original Xbox, which would incorporate uh, online multiplayer. And they were going to have it be a launch title. A beloved franchise. Yes. Yeah. It was going to be a launch title on the original Xbox, but due to management changes at LucasArts, uh, they didn't see the value in it and they canceled the project. Wow. Uh, you know, with, with then, game studios, it really only takes like one. If like if you've sunk all of your financing into one project, and then a publisher just goes, eh, nah. this was this entertainment was in general. Several. Yeah. Does, Carol Cole went bankrupt because of just a couple of movies that just didn't hit. Yeah. And then the next one, they were going to make Rogue Squadron, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, launch title on the 360. Another great Star Wars franchise that just got abandoned, it seems like. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was nothing wrong with any of those games. I played all of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, take, so take then, your aggression and your anger out on those Uruks. Yeah, this is um, these are the you guys. You can do this. Forty-two percent. X Men so, versus Tie Fighter Eight. So after that game got canned, uh, Shu Yoshida from Sony contacted Factor Five, interested in them making another game for the PS3 launch, uh, uh, which was Lair, which they described as a oh. huge mistake because they said they didn't have enough time to make the game they wanted to make, and it just didn't work out. Wasn't Lair the big thing about that? Was that it was a six-axis game? Yes, I believe yes. so. That was like the big push for it. You know, those kind of things when you're like trying to be the poster child for a new technology, sometimes you can do well because you got kind of a captive audience that wants to experiment with it. And other times it just feels like it's kind of being forced upon you. And then it's just like it feels forced. You know? mm-hmm. Then after their uh, exclusivity period with Sony ended in 2007, they decided to work on the Wii. So they reworked that oh, Rogue wow. Squadron trilogy that they were going to make on the original Xbox. They reworked it to work on the Wii. Um, they had weird ideas with this one. You could steer an X-Wing with the Wii wheel, Wii wheel, and manage its pedals with a balance board was one of the things they were throwing around. That sounds like gymnastics. Yeah, and uh, use the Wii Motion Plus for lightsaber battles. Uh, but the project was finished, and but it just fell victim to the 2008 financial crisis, they said. Oh, that's, that was a bad that time. That sucks. Yeah, and that they just never recovered. And the studio went away. It's yep. like they, we were working on a couple of games. It sounded like they could have been fun. It sounded like they probably would have been fairly successful and just management problems and don't just didn't ship anything. Didn't work out. Right. All right. Well, I'm basically at 50% here. And by 50%, I mean 45%. So how much time do I have left? You have 21 minutes. Didn't make it. You have plenty make. of time. Oh, I didn't make it. You've got to do is you've got to go on a kill streak. Don't be a quitter. Don't be a <laughs> <laughs> kill streak better than what I've done so far. Just don't, fast don't, travel don't to, be a quitter, to strongholds. You could stop dying. That would probably get you Everybody there. take it easy. God. Everybody's being mean to me. So, a video game. PlayStation TV launched this week. Gamergate. Uh, <laughs> oh. And, uh, don't, don't get me started. Un- I unfortunately. I have, I have anger issues. Th- there were a few last-minute entries removed from PlayStation TV compatibility. What did they remove? Oh, dude. Ego Raptor was on Twitter last night bashing this thing because he was trying to set it up. And it was like in real time he was live-tweeting all of his problems <laughs> with this thing. He was, he was unhappy. I'm actually really excited about the thing, but I mean, I, I, this scares me a little. So they removed entry. They removed compatibility for the PSP games. Twisted Metal Head-On. Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal Head-On. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 2 and Wipeout Pure. Then for... They also removed several okay. Konami-published PS1 games, like Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, 
uh, games you want to play. Right, or, like Metal Gear Solid, I would have wanted to play. I would imagine that would be one but you'd want to test. Maybe like, oh yeah, see, I would start the Metal Gear series over in anticipation of five. See, what I hear when they say that is, oh, so we're going to get a Metal Gear Solid HD. Oh, so they're not like, putting it in there? We're, we're going to get a re-release? Interesting. No, but they, they, That's they, what I if hear. they were going to do that, they would definitely sell this one. And they'd be like, oh, you, you had fun with that? Here's the HD remake. You think so? Or unless yeah. they're doing like, you know, a classic re-release or I don't know. I yeah, you know, I gotta say, every time there's a compatibility list for anything associated with Xbox, there's a reason why like Halo and Halo titles are always at the top of the list yeah. for being backwards compatible. If such a thing exists, you um, know, they didn't have it at all in the Xbox One. But sure enough, a year later, guess what comes out? Hey, Master Chief Collection. They had a news news about that. Let me look that up. So yeah, here excited it is. for that, by the way. Uh, so they said apparently that Halo Two Anniversary will not run natively at 1080p. Well, uh, is it, is it this new resolution that I've never heard of before, which is 900p? Is that what they're no, going to No, 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 no. It's even weirder. Really? They said that initially, while they were planning on hitting 720p, but... Uh, they were, why, would you t- why would they tell me what they were planning to do? That, that they... Uh, <laughs> to just put it out. Let it, that, just let them finish. But let that they finish. really crunched, they doubled down, and they got it to run at 1328 by 1080. 1328 13, by 1080. Wait, isn't... Is that not a 16 by 9 aspect That's ratio? Not. <laughs> no, wait, hold on. That's... Third... What is that? I don't know. What is... So normally it's 1080 by what? 1920? 1920 by 1080. So this yes. is... This Where is did the other 600 pixels go? It's not drawing every scan line, every right. refresh. It's drawing like two-thirds of them. I would but, think. But it's drawing all the vertical ones. It's not drawing all the horizontal ones. Is that the You're case? You're correct, Yeah. Are we going to be playing this in, like, not letterbox, but the other? Thing? I don't think it's going to look stretched, if that's what we're getting <laughs> at. Like, we're going to stretch a three, uh, 4 by 3 image to a 16 by 9 image. I don't think that will be the case. But... Wow, suddenly everyone so, put on a lot of weight. So, yeah, Dan, Dan Ayub from 343 said, The campaign of Halo 2 Anniversary looked fantastic at 720p with the level of detail and clarity it gave us. But like every other aspect of the game and tech, we wanted to push it further. So in the last weeks of development, our teams were able to meet a stretch goal in the campaign of Halo 2 Anniversary now runs at 60 frames per second with a crisp resolution of 1328 by 1080. 1328 That's by the weirdest resolution I've ever heard. Yeah. Is, does they Twitter need, have they, any they advice on what that means? Uh, they'll probably, yeah, I'll take a look here in just a second and okay. see if they have any. They need to do what back. they did with 900p and just call it 1328p because that's like – when they announced uh, 900p, I was like, I've never heard this resolution. Sure enough, I went and looked it up. It's called – it's designated as a standard resolution, and it's Ultra HD is what they call it. What? What does yeah. that even mean? I don't know. But Ultra it's HD – 900p apparently. 4K is Ultra HD. Right. So it's so like – it's not – Yeah. Wait. That's what I saw on Wikipedia. Somebody might want to fact check me on that, but uh, yeah, that's what – I looked it up, and I said – I thought surely somebody's just making up this resolution because I've never heard it anywhere before, but apparently it's a standard. I and it's just nobody it was, uses it except for video game consoles now. Like, I always just assumed it was like we couldn't quite get to 1080, <laughs> but we got it better. Yeah, but you know, historically the Halo games always run at kind of an off uh, resolution. Uh, what was Halo 3 released at? Oh, yeah, that was uh... – Somewhere around 900. It was a very odd yeah. number as well. Like, it wasn't quite that. And I think it just goes back to, like, you know, the movie Titanic. It was Halo 3, wasn't it? It was Halo 3, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, the movie Titanic, James Cameron had built a Titanic that was 90% to scale. And people are like, you spent all the money to build a 90% to scale one. Why don't you build a 100% to scale one? And he's like, because that was more expensive. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to, right? It's like... If they can get the resolution to where the game runs smooth, that's ultimately, I think, the most important thing. So Halo 3 ran at 1152 by 640. 11, what was it? 1152 by 640. So it was 640p. That, 
No, it was 1152p. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Get it with your standards. <laughs> you know, I just like, and do does anyone go back even to this day and look at Halo as a lower resolution game? I don't. It's, it, I think it's one of the best looking games in the history of the franchise. And that game is seven years old. Hmm. I, I just, I think at this point, I, under, I understand that I will never understand resolution. What, what's not to understand? Just square footage. Because I thought that 1080p was the vertical things, and now you're telling me it's the horizontal things, or... 1080 is the vertical scan lines. It is the vertical, like, going down. Okay, so something is 1100 wide, it's not 1100 Horizontal scan lines. What's that? Oh, we're just being funny. They're not actual. Okay, because I'm... Like, at this point, I know that little that I'm getting actually confused. I didn't mean to confuse you. I apologize for that. Look, let's be honest. I'm 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 mad about... I'm I'm easily confused and just a lot of this doesn't make sense to me. 900p doesn't make sense to me. Why you would make something 1080 by 1300 doesn't make sense to me. According to official Garwood on Twitter, 900p (laughs) is called HD+. 900... uh, He is correct. HD+. What is this mission that I'm about to run? Uh, Um, It's called Squealer. Squealer? I don't know. I've never seen this mission. Did they add this in an update? Uh, I think I've played this one. Is this where you have to, like, hurt the guy to call the captain forward? Oh, is that what it is? I think so. You have to, like, hold him for a certain amount of time, and he starts screaming. Grab and hold the support. You are absolutely correct. So, and according to another person on Twitter, Jeremy, (laughs) he says that they'll scale it in horizontal but not vertical. It'll render compressed in the horizontal so it'll look fine when upscaled. So, it Okay. All right, I'm just going to take so Jeremy's word they're on gonna that. They're going to take it, and they're going to squeeze it, and then they're going to stretch it out again. Right, but it'll look normal. Yeah. I mean, we do put a lot of uh, we do put a lot of okay. faith in just resolutions as a whole, but there's always compression that takes place with everything. You know what I mean? And they have to compress things to, to make them fit on these discs anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's not – I don't think even you know comparing one 1080p resolution with another is comparing apples to apples. I really don't. Hmm. You know? I mean – I just want stuff to look pretty. I, I hear you. I hear you. You're sad? You're no, no, then I'm set. Oh, then you're sad. I thought you said you were sad. Like, if you can also make swords as big as people, I'm extra happy. <laughs> Man, I did, I did, I have to admit, the other day I was uh, messing around on my TV and I realized I had had my stuff set up in 720. And traditionally, I was one of those people that really couldn't tell the difference between 720 and 1080. I could totally tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically it. you thought you couldn't because you were at 720. No, no, no. I mean, historically, I just didn't like even when i found it, i said oh this tv set to 720 i'll set it to 1080 it won't make a difference but oh that looks awesome <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly how my thought process wow went. that looks way better yeah uh have you played any of borderlands the pre-sequel yeah it's uh I, i've played i think about an hour and a half of it so far i'm still still getting my feeling my yeah. way around i i really like the borderlands games i will i say games but i liked borderlands too i actually didn't play borderlands one and what? then I missed wow. it, and then I, I actually bought it uh, before I moved back here because I intended to play it, uh, and then uh, I ended up getting Borderlands Two, and I was playing that with Bernie. That was our long distance date mm-hmm. night game. That's yeah. how I played. So I've only ever played it co op, mm-hmm. and I'm worried with this one that I wouldn't want to play it alone because the co op is so good that I'm spoiled. Or, was, or you had a great, great co op partner. You could say that too. That too. He did I'm revive. Sitting he, right he, here. He, he revived me a lot. <laughs> Uh, no, she was a siren. You revived I got, me a that's lot. That's that I got your back. Yeah. My, you sorry, would cast that bubble thing, thing on thing. me. It was great. Um, <clears throat> but I'm worried that this one, because Bernie doesn't want to go back to last-gen consoles. Uh, and it's no. only available on last-gen consoles. So I, would, I do not. I would almost definitely what be you playing do it alone, and I don't really want to. Take an Xbox 360 controller and stuff it in an Xbox One shell and hand it to him and be like, look, it's a special no. Xbox One version. I just have mothballed my 360s. When mm. I finished uh, I don't know Walking where the Dead, 360s are. Yeah, they're up on a shelf. You can find them. They're, they're carefully displayed. They're probably, have, they're probably above my height, let's be honest. 
Oh yes, it might be it might be above eye level. But uh, <laughs> the uh, once I finished Walking Dead season two, that was the last game uh, that I played on the 360. So that kind of retired that generation of gaming for me. And and for the PS3, it was uh, Last of Us because I hadn't played that and I played that over See, the summer. The big problem being that when Bernie decides he's done with a generation of consoles, he takes those consoles and puts them somewhere, and I go. What about the games that I was playing? And he goes, eh. No, that's not true. <laughs> Sounds about right. I believe I, it. I can go to our storage that's off-site and get it. It's very convenient. <laughs> Any moment. <laughs> Whenever you want to play it. She also, though, is saying she's going to go back and play. She has like half a dozen to a dozen games that she still wants to play in the 360. I don't think you're going to go back and do that. There's two that I'd like to at least finish. You're about to go through a holiday season on a new generation. I don't think you're going to go back. There's no going back. There's no going back. I don't know. about the, I'm really close to the end of Reckoning at this point. I oh, can do it. Yeah. And, um, Did you I, ever finish Lightning Returns? No, that's that's the second one. Uh, I'm on day seven, but I've completed almost all of the actual game stuff. So I think you just need to wait out a couple more days and get to the final day. That's my reminder to drink water. Drink water. <laughs> Thank you. Where is it? It's sorry, it's there. bugging you. I know, it's bugging you. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, Lightning Returns, that was the game I listened to Ashley play, and it's like I learned all these sound bites that they repeat ad nauseum. Do you, even, do you know what death is? Do you know what death is? That game is... You know, it's, I love Japanese storytelling so much. <laughs> The, uh, also, this week, uh, The Evil Within came out, which I have not had a chance to pick up uh, and play yet. I assume you're not playing it because it's a horror game. Great big bag of nope. Yeah. Yep. We played, uh, what was the game we played being developed here in Austin uh, at uh, E3? Or Battle Cry? Boston. Yeah, Battle Cry. We, yeah, we played Battle Cry. Yeah. Uh, that, we played that she would E3. play uh, The Evil Within, but she would play that. Yeah. Because so. uh, they're both being published by Zenimax or Bethesda, Bethesda right? Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, so we we saw a whole bunch of the games together um at E three just in their booth mm-hmm. and uh that was one of them and they're like, Would you like to play this? Nope. Yeah. I will I'll go and I'll I'll beat people up with steampunk swords. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. But but I'm not gonna go and play the game where the cover is the guy wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah, I played Battle that Cry. Just, that just looks painful. It's gonna be a painful experience. No one's gonna be happy. I played Battle Cry at PAX uh, Prime. It was the same. It must have been the same booth setup because it was like Battle Cry was here, and then right next to it was the Evil Within, uh, mm-hmm. and all the, the people looking for the scary stuff. All the scary stuff. So I will. I might play Borderlands pre sequel, but I will play it on PC this time. <coughs> That'll probably be the move that I'm I I'm in. All right, let's do it. the The classes on it are fun. What What are you playing as? Uh, I'm playing. The game is fun. I'm playing Athena. But I want to play Claptrap, but I think I'll do Claptrap on my second playthrough. Claptrap, I think that Claptrap is a, would be a great character for someone a crazy like Teddy to play. As long as because it's com- it's completely random. It's so random. Everything is random. I get the feeling if you had Claptrap in, you weren't playing as Claptrap, but you had Claptrap in your party, that would get annoying so friggin' fast. So, so you're saying if I'm going to play online, I got to play Claptrap. If I'm playing co-op, and everybody would just like be like, get the fuck out of the party. <laughs> oh, look who died. Let's not revive them. But they have to Uh-oh. have addressed that, how annoying Claptrap is. In a very lovable, endearing way, at the same time, I wouldn't want Claptrap around constantly. His, if you, when you're picking your class in that game, it, you know, it shows you the, the, pers- or the, the character, it shows you their name, it shows you their special ability. I believe Claptrap's special ability is listed as vaulthunter.exe. It is. So it's what it is. What is that? I have no idea. It's, it's a randomizer. So Claptrap's uh, oh. action ability is randomized. So it could be it could he could make you invisible. Uh, he you uh, might it, you might just start shooting all your guns and all your ammo's gone. You might just start flinging grenades in every direction as long as it lasts. You might get super bouncy. 
is now when you say it's randomized, is it randomized at the character creation stage or no, in gameplay? It's randomized every time, at, every time you use it. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And um, it's so, like an oh shit button. You know I'm how, playing Grab Trap. Yeah. <laughs> you know how each of the characters has uh, has the three different trees that you can go down. Yeah. Down the main tree is the only one that's a reliable ultimate. That's if you high five. Like, Claptrap will hold up and be like, high five. And if you high five him, then everyone in the party gets a buff. If you don't high five him, then only Claptrap gets a buff. Uh, but the other two, the ultimate down both of the other two trees, one is like he gets a pirate ship. And I forget what the other... <laughs> what in the world? I, and, he gets a pirate ship? starting over. And cannons. Um, and I forget what the other one is. Uh, but those... The thing is, though, those just add into the random pool. So it's like even having those, if you unlock them as the ultimate ability, doesn't mean that yeah. that's what you get to use. It just means that that's now it's a, possibility. a possibility. I'm sticking by my annoying analysis. We should pull. Oh, we, we should. His, we should. All make, of his he's skills designed to be annoying. Can we make a party of all clap traps? Yeah. Can we play like four player co op and just have everyone be clap traps? Uh, because yeah, we, we got an achievement for all like using the same power at the same time. Oh my like God. if suddenly It'd everybody's be, spitting grenades everywhere, you'd be insane. His yeah. his skills are they're all like playing roulette. Like he's got one skill that will randomly change like what weapons you're better at and you get like increased rate of fire and accuracy mm. and damage with this one weapon type and you get really shit with every other weapon type until it changes again isn't or random elements is kind or of an, an annoying like thing though as a player i mean isn't that something you try to avoid in video games or do people actually like randomness not if you're playing claptrap yeah i guess you're i guess you're on board with if the you're pl- yeah if you if you choose claptrap like this yeah. is this is the life you choose yeah there are three <laughs> other options that are perfectly viable and predictable and you can pick those or you can be a lunatic and choose claptrap. Yeah, and they're all really cool. Like, uh, like Wilhelm has two drones, and one's an offensive drone, and it gets like missiles. Or it something. screams insults about your mother. Probably. Does it? I don't know. No. No, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Offensive drone. Uh, I have to ask. Borderlands. <laughs> it might actually do that. And then there's a defensive drone that just the like buffs you and I think overcharges you at the ultimate. But uh, Nisha is awesome. So for one, she can get two pistols. Pew pew pew. The lawbringer. Yeah. And uh, her her ability, her action ability is uh, everything goes sepia tone like she's in a western. And it auto-aims. Like, it'll headshot, like, every enemy as fast as you can shoot. Really? Yeah, it's really cool. That sounds, that sounds awesome. And uh, Borderlands, I mean, they, 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 they have so much character. They do characters so well. Yeah. And then one of her other trees, I think you get a whip. Hmm. Interesting. So Athena is actually the sanest character. As far I, as I can tell, I liked her ability to throw a shield. That's the reason I picked yeah. it. I was she, like, okay, it's very, it's very Captain America. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I want to get to the ability where you throw it and it just bounces around and hits everyone. So that, that brings you to another point. What do you play in Destiny? Like, what's your character class? A Titan. I would have totally have said that you would be a warlock. Um, the, the warlock, well, I think, is my I? is my I'm least hunter, favorite right? class. Uh, yeah, you're a hunter. Yeah. I'm a, I play a Titan primarily. And it, I was like third in a fire team, and I was like, what class do you need? Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Hunter's Hunter's my second favorite, but uh, I, I like the the I like the special on the Titan the most. We just like dive in and just kill everything. I'd love to see numbers that show like gameplay of uh, the different platforms for Destiny and how well it's doing since it's one of the few titles that's released on pretty much everything, um, except PC. Except for PC, right? And uh, I'd like to I'd be curious to know like how if especially if, if Borderlands was next gen, uh, I'd be curious to see how Borderlands will affect Destiny. Like, would it? Because it gets compared those two those right. two styles of gameplay get compared a lot. But I think that I think honestly, I think Borderlands could, after the Destiny experience, for a lot of people, feel hollow because they'll go through all the effort to you know get these badass weapons, which is a big function in Borderlands, and then they really know like social aspect to that, being able to share share right. it with everybody and else. Then, well, and then that's you true, the but there's also and a story, and it ends, and yeah, that's 
great. No, it's that's not. A, that's exactly what I want. I want to play through it. I want to co-op that campaign, have a great time, and then go play something else. No, yeah. no. This, this is like the World of Warcraft bug in me. You know, it's like I want nope. to play and keep playing and keep getting better and better. It's like even you reach a point where it's just tiny increments. Like this stuff is only point oh oh one percent better, but I got it. Nope, I love a game that ends. Mm. No, I'm. That, that potato, being, potato, that being said, that being said, one of my big problems is when there's a game that ends and I don't want it to end, I just don't finish it because I don't the want reckoning. it to end. God, it's like crazy. Reckoning or like I wouldn't. Lightning Returns actually doesn't fall under that, but there's like a. Um, I don't. I, I don't think, want you to finish Lightning Returns. <laughs> I I think I haven't platinum to Nino Kuni yet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What I, you don't like Nino Kuni? No, I hated it. Oh no, Gus hated it. Oh wow. Okay, sorry. Dude. We fought about this. Yeah. Um, but there's yeah like a lot of times like I'll just hang off uh, finishing game. I think it took me a while to finish Mass Effect three too because I just didn't want it to end. Mm. Yeah, well, good luck for you. Good for you. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I actually like the ending of Mass Effect, but I know it's a huge point of uh, conflict for a lot of people. Yeah, and you know, for the people who dislike it, I totally get that. I'm not that fussed as far as I'm concerned. That entire last hour. Was the ending? Yeah, and I I cried my ass off, and I had a lot of catharsis, so I feel okay about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably would have felt a lot better about the ending, or like you know, a lot more emotionally tied to it if I hadn't lost my damn save on that game <laughs> between Mass Effect two and three. That Did really you lose sucked. your save? I haven't heard that. I got, uh, what's that? <laughs> no. you haven't heard that I think there was some sarcasm okay. in there. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, so uh, Little Big Planet three got slightly delayed in uh, Europe. I don't know Define if you saw slightly. that a week. That's not bad. Eight days, I, I believe. If you're uh, if you're jonesing for your little big planet fix, I would recommend playing Ho Hokum. I had a lot of fun playing that game on PS4. Yeah, um, that just came out. Sony Santa Monica, I believe, mm-hmm. um, put that out. I yeah, think it was last month. It's a fun. It's a smaller game, but it's a fun, like music based, like really artsy, kind of in the in the style of like uh, Flower, you know, in mm-hmm. games like that. It's those cool like artsy games that don't really exist a, on the Xbox they had a, platform. Yeah, they had an interesting presentation at E3, I thought. It, uh, it seemed really, really cool, yeah. though, just looking at the gameplay. I get that same feeling from uh, it was No Man's Sky, that it's like, it'll be interesting to see. It's, it, seems like, uh, it seems like an indie game that's getting kind of inflated, like blown up, and I'm curious how that'll come across. Yeah, yeah. I think they st- it's still a really small team. I think Hello Games is still like 15 or 20 people. Yeah, it's it's definitely a very small team. I'm interested in seeing how it plays because so far I've seen really cool, I've seen a really cool universe, seen cool trailers, and I've and I've seen uh, cool looking worlds, and I have no idea what you do in them. Yeah, I. So the, I'm very interested in seeing also what the, what the game part of the game is. Very limited multiplayer, I believe. It, it could be what we think um, it is, or it could be Spore. You know, yeah. that's yeah. what I mean. Spore. I remember when that game was coming up to release, everyone talked about it like it was the end all be all of games. It was going to do everything. Like, I do wonder how much gamers are actually complicit in overhyping some of that stuff, though. It looks amazing. Is the problem? It's like you see it. Like yeah. that's a great. Yeah. Uh, it's a great idea. It's really amazing. Like the technical uh, things that they're able to pull off. You know, you're on a procedurally generated planet. You get in your spaceship. You fly into space. Fly through space. Land on another procedurally generated planet, you know, without I, any loading. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, that if you've discovered a planet, it's going to be in my universe. Mm-hmm. For, like, it'll be in everyone's universe. So everyone's going to be like, gonna, "You can't have my planets." Every, everyone's no, going to turn that oh, feature and, up. And if I go there and I, I don't know, strip mine your planet, it's strip mine for you. Too. Why would you do that? Why would you even think about that? To, That's why I don't to, want you having my planets to fuck up Gus's day. <laughs> But the problem, and that will affect your world. That'll affect it. Yeah, I think it's it's sort of like a shared world. But I don't know how much you see other people. The universe is so expansive that I don't know that even if that happened, we'd ever I'd ever find a planet in my universe that you found. Yeah, they were saying that it's like a it's like billions of years. 
It's right. huge that you would never, ever be able to play all of it. You, oh, I, I, I would find your planet. I'd land on a planet that has a rock that looks like your skull. <laughs> yeah, you a would. little callback. Well, you know, the, uh, the uh, Shadow of Mordor uh, has a cool feature like that, which is the Vendetta system, where um, as part of the Nemesis system, uh, if you get killed by a boss in your game, they can go over to your friend's game, and your friend can run a Vendetta mission then and uh, avenge your death. And it turns out that it doesn't just have to be a friend. Uh, Gus, were you saying that it pops up like with random it people? Might be, yeah, it might be followers as well or something, because there's definitely people that weren't on my friends list that I've popped up. I How agree. much time do we have? Change. Uh, we're, we're at time, so oh. we, we oh, got to go. Come on, Bernie, you got, you got, Bernie, you got, you got 13%. almost made it. You're 87% I'm going to activate my I'm gonna, execution spree. I'm going to leave on one more. I have one more headline to go over before we, right. we cut out. Uh Dead, Dice producer admits Battlefield 4 woes damaged fan trust. I also like that they had to come out and say, like, Battlefield Hardline is going to work. Yeah. yeah, that's a funny statement to release. Yeah. Our game will work when it comes out. I can absolutely say we lost player trust in the game's launch and trust in the game's launch and the early parts of the year. David Serland, uh, producer. In uh, other news, Dice. today is Wednesday. Yeah, it's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, I don't know why they have to come out and make this statement now a year later. Well, I, one of the things I like, too, is that I do like when people re- react to stuff. I mean, you do want more information is better than less information, right? And even with the going back to the parody thing with Xbox ID for independent games is that Phil Spencer, his last statement about it was, I've got a lot of feedback about my stance on it, and I'm going to evaluate that and make a statement at a later time. Mm-hmm. I like very, Phil Spencer. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a smart guy, and since he came on board with Xbox, he's done a lot of really good things, I think. Um, what do you think and- is the best thing he's done? Well, he dropped Connect. Dropping Connect, I think, was a big which, thing. Which, while I actually think the Connect experience is is great, because I think watching you run through the house shouting at your console is hilarious. Dude, I love voice commands on consoles. You know, I, I also understand that that not everybody liked it. Not everyone wanted to pay an extra hundred dollars for it, and Got it's it. good. It's better for them to make it optional. That was a really good thing. Um, his commitment to games. Yeah. I mean, I think he's yeah. you know a big gamer and a big commitment to games. Yeah, okay. that, that was another thing. So, is is the game the console's gone? Like, you can tell the focus has gone way back towards games instead of just being like all oh, entertainment, entertainment all the time. So I'm going to end up probably uh, 50 uric short here, but this is probably a good time to talk. Gus, you're gonna we're starting streaming this week on Twitch. Yes, Ray is going to be streaming tonight. And you're, uh, you're going to stream the tomorrow, Walking right? Dead season yeah. one. Maybe on I'll Xbox uh, one. maybe I'll stream some World of Warcraft. Maybe I'll start a new character. Or oh my god! You get to watch. You be in, you can enable Gus by watching him stream World of Warcraft, and then we'll I'm going to try details. to stream Laser Team production. Depending, I'm going to try to stream something on Friday. I'm going to find out if we can stream our copy, our early copy of Civ Beyond Earth. Maybe we can get permission to do that. That'd be awesome. Or if not, I'll find something else out. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, regardless, we'll post information on the Roosty site, and you can check it out there. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So, so thanks for watching, everyone. We'll be back on Monday with the RT Podcast, Tuesday with Screenplay, and Wednesday with another episode of The Patch. 92%. I'm so ashamed. Finish it. You're almost Finish there. Finish it. Bye. Finish the fight. Finish the fight.